0: Thank you for watching NTD Business Top Stories tonight. Elon Musk selling even more of his Tesla stock for the second time since he bought Twitter. But some Tesla investors not happy about it. Retail sales see their biggest month-over-month drop in a year. What's behind it? Former President Trump now selling digital trading cards of himself, including one displaying him as a superhero. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. great to have you with us don ma here tesla ceo elon musk has sold another 3.6 billion dollars in tesla shares it's according to a securities filing wednesday which showed he sold over 22 million tesla shares earlier this week it's the second large chunk of tesla stock he's cashed out since he bought twitter in october though it's not clear if the sales are related to the twitter purchase but some investors are not happy according to analysts There's a perception Musk is focusing more on Twitter than Tesla. His stake in Tesla is now down to 13.4% compared to 17% a year ago. Tesla's stock has fallen by half this year, but the firm is still more profitable than rivals who are struggling to make money from selling electric cars. Former President Donald Trump is entering the NFT business. Today, Trump announced on his social media platform Truth Social, the debut of his official digital trading card collection. The ex-president says the cards showcase his life and career. But the featured artwork also includes him as a superhero, astronaut, a cowboy and others. Each card is $99 and is an NFT or non-fungible token, which is a digital collectible. The cards can be purchased at collecttrumpcards.com. The website notes the cards are not political and it says the money will not go to Trump's presidential campaign of 2024. And consumers are feeling the strain from inflation. Retail sales in November saw their biggest drop this year, according to the latest Commerce Department data. Retail sales dropped 0.6% last month, much lower than expectations. Retail sales are mostly goods and are not adjusted for inflation. They increased 6.5% year-on-year year in November. People are spending less on some big-ticket items. Auto sales, for example, fell 2.3%. Furniture store sales dropped 2.6%. And electronics applying in store sales fell 1.5%. Consumers were buying less online as well. But it seems like people still enjoyed going out last month. Sales at food services and drinking places went up. And now joining me is Ted Rossman, he's the senior industry analyst at Bankrate.com to talk about retail sales. Now, Ted, we had the biggest drop in nearly a year in retail sales. Tell me what's happening here. I think this is
1: evidence that the Fed's rate hikes are having their desired effect of slowing the economy. But that's bitter medicine because it just doesn't feel good for consumers right now. Interest rates are up. Inflation is still high. People are feeling squeezed, and I think that's a big reason why people are pulling back here. And they're really being very thoughtful about how they spend this holiday season, basically looking for more discounts, buying fewer items. It's a tough time of year for this to be happening for retailers because this is normally when they make a lot of their profits, and this year consumers are being a lot stingier, I would say, with how they spend. We see the personal saving rate now is down to just 2.3%. And you just have to wonder what happens moving forward. Credit card rates are at record highs. Credit card debt is almost all the way back to its record high from late 2019. I just think something has to give. And spending has been remarkably resilient this year. I just don't know how much longer that can continue to this extent. And even in this report, we're starting to see evidence that even the gains we're seeing are getting eaten up by inflation. So I, I think this is the start of a broader consumer pullback.
0: So we know the Fed raised uh, interest rates by another 50 basis points yesterday. Do you feel like this, uh, this sentiment among consumers, do you, do you feel this is a temporary thing or do you feel like this is just the beginning of something else?
1: I do think that the recession worries will grow as we get into the new year, once the holiday enthusiasm fades, some of the pent-up demand for travel and other out-of-home activities that stacked up during the pandemic, that could fade. Bars and restaurants, by the way, were a real bright spot in this report. So that kind of cuts against the grain a little bit. We're saying people are being especially thoughtful about how they spend. They're spending like crazy at bars and restaurants, but I think that's really a pent-up demand effect um, that, that accumulated during the pandemic. As we head into next year, though, I think people are gonna be more worried about a possible recession, job losses, The first quarter is often a time when spending slows, debt payoff increases. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to have some sticker shock and some holiday debt hangovers when the bills arrive.
0: All right, just one last thing, Ted. You you mentioned earlier savings are down. Do, Do you have any potential tips for consumers?
1: It's so important, and especially now we talk about New Year's resolutions boost your savings, pay down debt. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but when it comes to saving more, I especially like two tips. One would be make it automatic. So have money transferred from every paycheck into a dedicated savings account. The top yielding savings accounts are at 4% now. That's a positive of higher interest rates. The other thing is look to cut back on monthly expenses, things that maybe you're not using that subscription as much. Let it go, bank the savings.
0: All right, thank you very much, Ted Rossman, Bankrate.com. Pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you. And on Wall Street, stocks closed sharply lower, with main indexes suffering their biggest daily percentage drop in weeks. The Dow fell 764 points, or two and three tenths of a percent. S&P dropped 100 points, or two and a half percent. Nasdaq lost 360 points, or three and two tenths of a percent. For the first time ever, U.S. regulators today said they've gained full access to audits of Chinese companies. It's good news, of course, for around 200 Chinese firms listed in the U.S., it means they probably won't be getting kicked off of U.S. stock exchanges. The U.S. has battled for years to gain access to Chinese audits because of accusations of accounting fraud at Chinese companies. The U.S. even threatened to kick Chinese firms off the U.S. stock market. Then finally, in August, China agreed to give access. The U.S. accounting watchdog chose two firms for audit in Hong Kong and China. It says it got complete access. The SEC says while it's a move in the right direction, routine compliance shouldn't be newsworthy. And it's concerning that it took more than 15 years and an act of Congress for Beijing to comply. The accounting watchdog warns if Beijing stops cooperating, the threat of delisting will be back on the table. And the Senate has unanimously passed a bill that bans TikTok from all government devices. TikTok is a very popular video-sharing app that's owned by a China-based company. Senator Josh Hawley, who introduced the bill, says TikTok is a Trojan horse for the Chinese Communist Party. He says it's a major security risk to the United States and until it's forced to sever ties with China completely, it has no place on government devices. Former U.S. Senate Chief of Staff Chuck Flint says TikTok would be able to access government employee data if employees had it on their phones. This includes sensitive personal information like browsing history and location data. He says it's not impossible that the federal government may very well ban TikTok nationwide.
1: TikTok's American user data is shared uh, or accessed excuse me, over in China. It's routinely accessed. There were employees that were quoted as saying that everything is seen in China. Once the dangers of this become more known, I do believe that there will be a ban. But right now, corporate America could do more to help educate people
2: about the dangers, and they're just not doing it because it's, it's all about money.
0: Seems like officials have been raising concerns about TikTok more and more recently. Over the past two weeks, seven states have banned government employees from using TikTok on government devices. Last week, the state of Indiana sued TikTok twice for data security and inappropriate content. On Tuesday this week, 15 attorneys general told Apple and Google to stop labeling TikTok as being safe for teens. And FCC Commissioner Brandon Carr has been trying to ban TikTok for months. But with TikTok's popularity, one Democratic strategist says a national ban might not be so easy. To tell us that we just
3: won't have access to the app at all, I don't think it's going to be a very popular move, particularly for young voters who did come out in this last election in a very big, strong
0: way. The Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States has been negotiating with TikTok about this. The thing is, though, they've been negotiating for years and they still have nothing to show for it. TikTok user Ari Rastegar uses TikTok to build awareness for his firm Rastegar Property Company.
2: They made it to where all of the TikTok data goes through Oracle servers, and so oracle being you know arguably arguably one of the most profound technology companies on the planet um, i'd like to believe that the level of security the level of encryption um, and the level of oversight that that provides should mitigate you know so much of the potential potential risk
0: so back in june tiktok had moved all u.s traffic to oracle service servers stored in the u.s after buzzfeed publicized internal tiktok documents now, the documents showed that one employee had said, quote, everything is seen in China. The principal security researcher at InfoSec, Keytron Evans, says this doesn't necessarily prevent the Chinese Communist Party from getting the data.
3: I wouldn't think of that as a panacea, you know, just because it's going through Oracle doesn't mean somebody's not getting it on the other end. Or they could be getting it before it goes to Oracle. You really control exactly where the sends information to uh, as you put information into the app. So uh, I, you know, I would question how would one know for sure that it's going straight to Oracle. Uh, those details were kind of left out of that explanation.
0: Meanwhile, TikTok says that Josh Hawley's bill, which bans TikTok on government devices, does nothing to advance U.S. national security interests. It doesn't elaborate why, though. And now that the bill has unanimously passed the Senate, it still has to go to the House and President Biden before com- becoming law moving on australian officials are accusing tech companies of not doing enough to stop child exploitation a new report describes the findings as very disturbing here's the story
3: australia's e-safety commission is an office set up to protect internet users it conducted a report on apple meta snap microsoft whatsapp skype and omegle The office says the findings are very disturbing and firms need to do more to address the scourge of online child sexual exploitation. According to the chief operating officer, some of the biggest gaps are in the area of detection of child abuse material.
1: So We know, for example, that uh, Apple's iCloud service, their cloud storage service, Microsoft's OneDrive service, aren't services where the scanning of child abuse material, known child abuse material, is done at all. And that's particularly surprising when it comes to Microsoft because one of the most widely used tools to detect known child abuse material, PhotoDNA, was in part developed by Microsoft in
3: 2009. However, Microsoft received praise from the Commissioner for its in-service ability to report on the exploitation of children. This information was provided by the companies after officials sent legal demands for information. They were given 28 days to respond to the notice or risk fines of over half a million dollars a day. At the time, the regulators said the country had seen a surge in reports of child sexual exploitation from the start of the pandemic, adding that technology was weaponized to abuse children. The commissioner says that we know there are proven tools available to stop this horrific material being identified and recirculated. But many tech companies publish insufficient information about where or how these tools operate and too often claim that certain safety measures are not technically feasible. The office says not all companies are doing poorly in this regard.
1: Well, some are doing a good job. Uh, Snap told us that they respond to user reports about child abuse material in about four minutes on average. On average, Facebook responds in about a day. But again, some of the biggest companies are really falling down. Uh, Two days is the response time on average for Skype to respond to a user report.
3: The office says speed isn't everything, but every minute counts when a child is at risk.
0: And over to Europe. Europe got more big rate hikes today to absolutely no one's surprise of course the bank of england lifted its benchmark rate by half a percentage point marking a ninth hike in a row despite signs that a recession is looming it also warned of more hikes to come the bank says inflationary pressures remain high and the labor market is still tight governor andrew bailey says that justifies further forceful measures Investors now expect rates to peak at just under 4.5%, slightly down on earlier bets. There was a similar story over at the European Central Bank. It raised rates by half a percentage point, taking the benchmark to 2%. That was its fourth straight increase. And Bank President Christy Lagarde kept further raises very much in play, warning it could take years to get inflation back down to target levels.
4: We decided to raise interest rates today and expect to raise them significantly further because inflation remains far too high and is projected to stay above our target for too long.
0: Global stocks slid following the increases, which came after a similar move from the U.S. Federal Reserve a day earlier. And we're going to take a short break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, we'd love to hear from you at business at NTD.com. Still to come, gas station heroin, raising concerns across the United States. What is it and why is it dangerous? And not done shopping for the holiday season for adults? Well, stick around. We have last minute gift ideas for grown ups. that are more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. Many American jobs are taxing, but some more so than others, and that could play a factor in everyday life. According to the Department of Labor's Occupational Information Network, urologists have the most stressful job in the nation. Film and video editors have the second most stressful job and followed in third place by anesthesiologist assistants. Others in the top 10 include acute care nurses, judges, and retail supervisors. The findings are based on nearly 900 jobs in the U.S. A report by Mental Health America titled Mind the Workplace 2022 says most people will spend about at least one-third of their lives at work, and 80% of those polled say work-related tensions play a major factor with personal relationships. And did you know that a product sold in U.S. gas stations as a dietary supplement is causing intense withdrawal symptoms? Yet, it's legal in most states. NTD's Char Marshall tells us more about what's called gas station heroin. A drug often called gas station heroin has recently
5: re-entered the spotlight. The term refers to tyaneptine, sold under brand names like Zaza Red and Tiana. It's used in Europe, Asia, and Latin America as an antidepressant. In the United States, the drug was sold as a dietary supplement. But it's often abused to deal with opioid withdrawal symptoms or simply as an easy way to get high. But is said to have its own powerful withdrawal symptoms. I spoke with the pharmacist Alex Toth about the effects and possible dangers.
6: So one of the most common side effects with this is drowsiness, dizziness. And one of the reasons why it did not get approved is actually due to the fact that it also caused some euphoria as well. Um, And that's due to the fact that it works on some opioid receptors and has similar action to some products like heroin or prescription opioids.
5: Often drugs sold at gas stations are labeled for one use, but quietly abused. In the past, drugs were sold in a similar way, such as bath salts and imitation cannabis called K2 or spice. I asked Toth about the possibility of an overdose of gas station heroin.
6: There is definitely a um, sneak good chance of having an overdose with this particular product. Um, In fact, even poison control centers have had increase in in the number of cases of tyooneptine overdose situations. Um, And then there has been deaths associated with the product as well. So it's definitely um, something that's becoming more on the radar of poison control centers due to the number of uh, increased cases.
5: Being technically uncontrolled, children could easily get their hands on it.
6: So this product is relatively unregulated in the United States. However, other places in the world it is highly regulated and in some uh, countries a controlled substance um, that's highly restricted. Um, There's only a few states in the United States that have um, banned this particular product. So it may be available for purchase uh, to children and people under the age of 18.
5: The FDA states Italianeptine is not currently approved for any medical use. The FDA website reports, quote, poison control center cases involving tyneptine exposure have increased nationwide from 11 total cases between 2000 and 2013 to 151 cases in 2020 alone.
0: Sean Marshall, NTD News. So are you thinking of gifting yourself a new phone for the holidays? Well, this next story might make you think twice. Here are some ways to maximize the life of your phone you're using right now.
4: If you're considering upgrading your phone, think again. There are plenty of steps you can take so you're not swapping out phones every couple of years. For starters, think first about whether you really need a new phone versus just wanting the newest model. Holding out for even just a little longer means that's just one less electronic device that goes into the environment and into the recycling chain. If your phone is broken, first try to have it repaired. You can work directly with the manufacturer like Samsung or Apple. Other options include Best Buy or local tech shops authorized to fix Your brand. Even if you have decided to move on and replace your phone, you have options rather than just discarding it. There are a number of organizations that accept phones to refurbish or sell. The Salvation Army is one. Another is the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And consider selling your old phone. It may not have much value to you, but the materials and parts in it can make it an attractive purchase for others.
0: Holiday presents aren't just for kids. Adults deserve gifts, too. From games to food and drinks, there should be something for every grown-up this year. NTD's Andrew Thomas
2: reports. For those who appreciate the English language's most iconic writer, there's the Shakespeare game. Players collect characters and race around London's theaters. The object of the game is to put on as many plays as possible before others, quote, steal your ideas, burn down your theaters, or spread the plague. The set, based on the master playwright, sells for $35. Another board game is a take on a classic, Paco Sako. At $49.99, the game is a variation of chess. It's played on a regular chess board with regular chess pieces, but the pieces hug each other instead of being captured. For TV fans, Fisher-Price has a six-piece collector set of figurines from the hit series Ted Lasso. The set features all of the characters, Ted Lasso, Rebecca Welton, Keeley Jones, Coach Beard, Roy Kent, and Sam Abbasanya. It goes for $29.97. There's also Lego's 1,164-piece set based on the Emmy-winning The Office for $119.99. It's Dunder Mifflin, down to the tiniest detail, and includes 15 mini-figurines of the show's main characters. For those who are truly rad, a longboard could be for you. Coastals are handcrafted in Southern California and sell for $99 to $280. While the weather outside is frightful, bourbon is delightful. Consider Garrison Brothers Distillery. It has a range of price points. If you're looking to celebrate, Krug Grand Cuvee Brut Champagne is perfect for a special occasion. The bubbly sells for around $230. Andrew Thomas, NTD News.
0: And over in Norway, people are celebrating Christmas with gingerbread. In fact, it's the world's largest gingerbread town. People and angels, reindeer and bells, houses and castles. Gingerbread comes in all shapes and forms in this mini town. Since 1991, thousands of children and volunteers have gathered in Bergen to build the little city. The landscape features everything from local landmarks to trains, cars, boats, and international icons. And the tradition is catching on as more Norwegian cities are jumping in on the miniature bandwagon. Organizers in Bergen say profits will go to a relief agency that serves underprivileged children. And that's all the stories we have today from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, please email us at business at ntd.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. See you tomorrow.